0: Welcome to The Rap Report with Andrew Rappaport, where we provide biblical interpretations
1: and applications. This is the ministry of Striving for Eternity and the Christian
0: podcast community. For more content or to request a speaker for your church, go to strivingforeternity.org.
2: Okay, warning. I have no idea what is going to happen on this podcast. This may be the most out-of-control podcast we have ever had. Because I know who our guest is, and I know what happens when we get together. So we have a, a special guest. We uh, just got back from a, an event, and we're going to talk about that. I would like to introduce none other than the slick one himself, Mr. Matt Slick from karm.org. Matt, how you doing? Yeah, whatever. I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> now. Folks who may know, Matt and I used to do a program called Slick Answers. It was a program where he would answer questions. Uh and I would just sit there and
3: look dumb.
2: Yeah. I, I made him look good. I would just sit there and go, you know,
3: okay, Matt, what's happening? <laughs> just kinda like normal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so we're gonna get into talking about where you and I just were. But
3: uh yeah, we were in the bathroom, toilet. <laughs> you were puking. I was puking.
2: Yeah, well, that's that was when we got back
3: oh, <laughs> from man. Manti. Okay, I that's will. What I'm thinking of because that that's the to, when you and I got back from Manti. You know, I I put on Texas. Anybody else sick? <laughs> like four of us were just hurling
2: for for about like over 24 hours, and yeah. I was convinced. I was thoroughly convinced that the Mormons poisoned our room. Because Nathan yeah. didn't eat at the only restaurant that all four of us were at. And I would right. put out a message to Eric. In. Yeah, I said to Eric and Bill, like, hey, you guys get sick. And they didn't. So it wasn't the room. We don't know what it is. But boy, did <laughs> we were out of commission.
3: I mean, I lost five pounds, literally five pounds in one day. I don't notice the difference. Oh, because you know, fat head. No, I mean, and then I'm still not recovered. Uh, nausea. I lost another pound the next day. So, any rate, but uh, yeah, I had the Manti uh, Miracle Diet. <laughs> Manti Miracle Diet.
2: So yeah. we're referring to the Manti Miracle Pageant.
3: Oh, that's what it was. That's yeah. Right.
2: And uh, so, so listen. Before we get to that, we, we I got some housekeeping I have to do because we were mentioned on a podcast. And uh, there, there's been an ongoing battle between a podcast theology-driven and Voice of Reason Radio, and you know one of the hosts of Voice of Reason Radio, Chris Honholds. He was actually he's your hero
3: liar. one day, wasn't he? He's a loser.
2: <laughs> he, I uh, see. I joke because he's a hero. He dresses as Captain America, and yeah, he but he's actually a police officer in real life. But he was an actual hero to you one day. Yeah, wasn't he was. He? why don't you describe that before we start ripping him up
3: (laughs) yeah about i don't know three years ago my aunt died um my mom's sister and so we're in idaho and she was in southern california and so we are my wife and i were on our way down for the funeral and uh so in nevada uh, not too far from where Chris lived, my car literally just broke down. I was, I went to pass a car, accelerated. And it was a weirdest sensation to start accelerating. We hit the, the gas pedal and the car decelerates. It was weird vertigo. And there we are in the desert and uh, cars are passing us up on the side of the road. I can't figure out what's wrong with the car. It won't start just out of the blue. There it is. And so Wait, hold
2: on, the car would the car wouldn't start. So almost, and, and guys from theology driven would understand this.
3: This was a sound you didn't hear. I did not hear that. That's right. So, um, so we didn't know what to do, and uh, we're sitting there. I'm, you know, okay. We got to figure out who to call. Figure out what's going on. We started calling for uh, various things, and I got on the, uh, I got on Facebook, and I, I said, um, I need some help. If anybody in the area knows something or whatever, bang! Chris holds. He he came to the rescue. And what happened was uh, the uh, there was a we got a tow truck driver to come out and tow the car in, and I didn't take a picture of it. I did, but I won't show it. But at any rate, he was a, he basically, in my opinion, a war hero, and he was in Mogadishu and some other stuff. We got talking about that, and so my wife and I ended up spending two days in a certain town. And it was a bad weekend because all of the, not all the hotels, but almost all the hotels were rented and uh, there was something going on nearby and all the cars were taken and, or something. It was just, we couldn't get, we were stuck for two days. We did find a hotel and it was Chris who ferried us around. And the only place I could get a car was Reno. So Chris drove out to where I was at this hotel, picked, Anik and I, we went to Reno, rented a car, and then I drove home. And he, and then the tow truck driver, we had taken my car to a mechanic, which was closed. We put a note in the door with my, you know, my phone number and information, told the symptoms. Got a call from the mechanic. And then long story short, uh, it got fixed. only cost $600. And then I had to fly back down to, or drive to Reno with the car to turn the car back into Reno. And then Chris picked me up at Reno, took me back to the car, which he got from the mechanic and drove home. I mean, he's just, he's, and, oh man, I just realized this. He bought us dinner. He <laughs> bought us dinner. And, that uh, gonna, that's going to come up later. I'm sure. It's gonna come gonna up later. Yeah. And so he bought us dinner that night when he first picked us up. And I said, no, Chris, let me buy dinner. He goes, no, no, no. I want to buy dinner. It'll It's only a blessing to us to be able to do that because he appreciates what I do in the web. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, no, you're helping us. He goes, no, we want to do this. Uh, All right. You know, because, uh, okay. And so it's going to be a thing where everybody's buying me dinner. I'm starting to realize that. Man. <laughs> (laughs) and and, okay so we're gonna get to that but there's someone who there is
2: a person we're gonna end up talking about because someone thinks that you're setting people up with that but I I think not I think not I'm gonna be able to prove that I think uh, later on in this show I think I can prove that you're you're not uh (laughs) setting people up I I, I think I can thoroughly prove but but let us I want to play a little bit and we're gonna we're gonna chop it up we'll stop it at parts there's gonna be some funny parts in here you're gonna want to have comments I know uh so I want Want to play what they played on Voice of Reason radio now I will say that we don't criticize typically any podcast on this show that we don't approve of, so i I thoroughly approve of uh theology driven and voice of reason radio, so just for the record, but we do like to have a little bit of fun at each other's expense, and this is what they said on
0: their show I have to ask you this Uh-oh. i list I listened to your interview with Andrew Rappaport. And first... Okay, first off,
2: Richard's story, there's a T at the end of Rappaport. Rappaport.
0: Get the T in there. All right, let's continue. All kidding aside, you did a wonderful job. I was really proud of you, and Thank you me. did great. But on the next issue, Andrew tweeted something out, hinting that you were basically throwing <laughs> me under the bus or something. I honestly and I have
1: like, no clue. I have no I idea what
0: he's talking
2: it. about. <laughs> okay, they don't know what I was talking about. Now, Matt, I'm sure you're going to agree with, with me on this. But during the episode that I had with Chris Honholz, he referred to me as Richard Story. He called me Richard instead of Andrew. Now, don't you think that that would be an insult to Richard and a compliment to me? With And you don't even know Richard. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't pick up on that i even said it in the show but but they, they they must not have been paying it close enough attention you would have picked up on it quicker i think
3: yeah i would have offered the insult <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah i never could figure out figure out what he was talking about so i was just going to ask you straight out what was it you said that threw me under the bus i don't know <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. I
1: have no clue. I think Andrew lost his mind. I have no
2: idea. Now, would you ever accuse me of losing my mind, Matt? Uh, Yeah.
3: (laughs) Dude, look, the fact that you asked the question shows you're losing your mind. (laughs) What a door. I mean, of course I'm going to walk through that one.
2: Well, you're going to have a lot more fun in a minute. Wait.
0: (laughs) The only thing I heard was, was the implication again that I somehow rigged his contest. And I think you and I had joked about it. Okay, so the contest he's referring to is this book. We gave, we're
2: giving away a preacher's Bible. This is the second one that we're giving away. And Richard's story won the first one. But I'm convinced he used some Jedi magic tricks to, to get his name pulled. Uh, but folks, if you want to enter to get the giveaway... For the Macar, this is uh, designed by John MacArthur. It's a Matt. You'd like this because it's a new American standard. Oh,
3: good. The that's one Paul, Paul the apostle used.
2: <laughs> well, well I, I'll I'll stick with the Holman Christian Standard, the one that
3: Jesus used. No, no, Jesus wouldn't have used the Bible. He would have written one. Doofus,
2: man. <laughs> he didn't need. He didn't need to read one because he he wrote it. it? <laughs> wrote it. That's right. Uh, but So, for folks that want to enter the contest, it's really simple. Follow Andrew Rapport on uh, Twitter. Follow Striving Fraternity Ministries on Facebook. You need to either write a review in iTunes, which is in the show notes, or you can email us at info at strivingfraternity.org. Let us know what you think of the show or some topics you want us to discuss. The Bible will be given away July 1st. Nice thing about this Bible is it is very thick, paper so that it doesn't bleed through nice nice wide margins for you to take notes really what it's designed for is you to pass on to the next generation to your children and grandchildren to have your notes as commentary but that's what he's referring to we're giving another we're having another contest
0: and he's not eligible to win again for the record And I had told you to tell Andrew that really I'm Yoda in disguise (laughs) and I manipulated the outcome with my Jedi mind tricks. But other than that, you have to understand, this is also the same Andrew who, of his own
1: accord, decided to make it sound like we were mocking the guys over at Theology Driven, which we can do easily because, you know, (laughs) they, they,
2: they are mockable at times. Okay. Did he just get himself in trouble? Did he just say that he that the guys at theology driven are mockable? I think he did. Not 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 saying that I agree with them guys at theology driven, just saying.
1: Oh, I'm so in so much trouble for that.
2: Yes, guess you are, Chris. <laughs> but he came up with this
1: idea and before the show even posted, the night the recording was done, he's throwing me under the bus, telling the guys I had nothing to do with it. It's all Chris's fault. It was Excuse Christmas me, golf. Andrew. You have control of the recording instrument. I was simply a passive
2: <laughs> bystander in this one. I, I, well, I have it, to say, he it, did a really good job. It almost sounded like he almost said he was a passenger, didn't it? Not a. I yeah, I, th- I think he he meant he was a passenger in a car because they the theology driven guys who they they drive while they're while they uh, do their show, and so you know. They have this kind of noise the whole time
0: they do their show. So having his sound effects set up and and ready for that show, he 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 had that plan and and knew what he was going to do going into it. Yes,
1: Andrew is a master.
0: Uh, okay, Matt, you're going to get
2: ready for this. This is where you are going to be mentioned, and we're going to have fun. You're 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 going to be referred to uh, in just a moment, and I think I think that he's going to describe me in an incorrect way i think a
1: manipulator master planner master uh you know whatever it is he's going to do because he knows well in advance how he's going to twist you up in circles and then try to make it look like it was your fault so just ask matt slick (laughs) ask matt slick that poor guy is getting no mercy from andrew since andrew's been out there this week uh out there in idaho they were okay for the record was i were we in idaho we were in utah you're in Utah, okay. So Chris got that one wrong. I'm uh, ministering to to the Mormon community out there, and that poor Matt can't even buy dinner without Andrew mocking him,
2: saying, "I beat you to it," and putting him on video to do it.
3: <laughs> okay, so Matt, was I was I saying I beat you to it or what? Yeah, you're mocking me, making me feel bad, putting video up for public. It was yeah. Yeah, it's been going on for a, a long time and now now it's starting to get physical <laughs> so uh, we're wrestling uh, at the uh at the see I'm always talking to people you go right in you get right there in the line I'm, I'm, I'm interacting with people and so by the time I figure out wait a minute I gotta take care of this you're already ahead but I'll, I'm on to you and uh, we're gonna I'm <laughs> okay, gonna get so you one day you
2: and I have been having this back and forth for a while
3: yeah, I buy you now, I, um, I out slick you yeah. Uh, there's,
2: there's some video on my Facebook wall that people saw <clears throat> where you and I were physically wrestling for a credit card. Now you actually went to the restaurant early to beat me to the restaurant to make sure to the waiter, the waiter. Yeah. Did, wait,
3: did you actually convince the waiter to lie? Uh, what Could I told go, the waiter wait. was, I said, look, that, see that guy over there, the ugly guy he goes, Oh, that one. And, uh, I said, look, we've been having this battle about buying dinners for each other. I said, he's been killing me. <laughs> I said, look, I said, here's my, I, I, I should have said, here's my card right now. Pay, you know, don't take kids no matter what That's what I should have done. I should look when the check comes, just, just put his bill on mine. And, uh, he goes, okay. And he comes back and he did, he showed it to me where yours was on mine. He goes, here it is. I go, great. I don't have to worry about it. So I go up to pay. You take my card. You know well, actually before
2: card. before I took your card the look on your face was great you 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 got up cuz the guy is telling me no it's already paid he wouldn't take my card it's already paid I'm telling him we'll refund it just refund his card and and give it on mine and you got up you turned around and you had this nice smug look on your face
3: like ha, I got you <laughs> yeah That's right and then you take my card out of his hand so he couldn't do anything and then so you end up by me uh lunch
2: and i handed it to the girl now the the irony of this the irony was i accidentally got the right card i would have taken the american express card and forgot that they don't take it there and act because i was wrestling with you i took out a visa card and gave her the right card but the waiter the waiter was being obedient to you he would not he was not taking my card at all he was totally on your side
3: Oh well, yeah. Until you took my card and you couldn't do anything about it, <laughs> loser. Yeah, well, I, you know, I I did in have in a case. Picture. People think <laughs> that this is all a con on my part to get him to pay. Uh, was it yep. that night or the next well, night? Well, it was off.
2: that night, but because there was someone, Ethan on Facebook said, "I don't know. I I I feel like Matt has been tricking you into <laughs> paying for his meals for a few years. You keep." falling for it all about the end game i told them i don't think so so? what happened at mcdonald's
3: that oh man so you were starting to get sick that night i I believe or get something yeah i was i was out of it i was wiped out yeah you were you look pretty bad almost like you do now (laughs) and so i went to mcdonald's because you i'm sorry we we passed it and then you you were weren't feeling good so we just turned around i needed food Yeah. yeah I needed something. So we go in there and, um, and you and I had a little bit of a struggle trying to pay for your meal. I tried to get the card in and, and, uh, you beat me on that one again. Well, I
2: beat you because I had this thing called a phone, which was, which was
3: quicker to the draw. That's right. And so, uh, so I'm going to have to figure something out like that. But anyway, so, uh, anyway, he, you know, he pays and, uh, we're wrestling. You can see me shoving him out of the way and the whole bit. But, um, so then he, he goes over to get his food, so I take my card out. This really happened. I take my card out, and I, I order my food, and I do the swipe thing, whatever it is, and I hit the you know, buttons, and I go, I look over. I go, hey, at least I'm buying my own meal, and uh, it's in there. And I still remember seeing it saying, uh, you know, like, remove card. I remember that. Remove the card. It's done. Remove the cards. I move the remove the card, right? And she goes, Okay, order number, whatever, something like that. And I will, I go over to get my iced tea. And now Andrew's between me and the cashier. And then Nathan says, Hey Matt, your card didn't go through. And I look over and you're over there going, Here I'll pay for the crap. No. So And I have geez. the evidence
2: right here in um. my hands, your receipt for your meal at McDonald's, it was just classic. Because she goes, "Oh, the car didn't go through." You're all the way over by the soda machine getting your drink, and I just look at her. I look at you, and Nathan comes running over to try to get you over there before I could do anything. <laughs> and I'm quick on the draw with my phone. And I'm like, "All right, that's it." I just waved my phone over, <laughs> and big, live, why big, bother? <laughs> and and there was a video of me gloating, holding the. <laughs> Yeah,
3: I had gloated first. <laughs> I paid my own. And then look what happens. I have to eat crow.
2: <laughs> now, look, I will state for the record, if you
3: ever, ever win oh, on this, I am going to have to eat crow for you. I mean, I will never live down the abuse. I've That's been. right. Oh, yeah. People are going to mock you. It's going to happen on social media.
2: But Aaron on F- on Facebook had said your food feud with Slick has literally been the greatest, and greatest is in all caps. <laughs> so Aaron, yeah, this girl Aaron. We so oh, so we've girl, been okay. able to entertain people in our feud, no less. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I did yeah. not get it on video, by the way, for the record. Those are two totally different two people. Happened to be there. Happened to get video. Um, clearly, the 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 people behind the counters taking our money never knew what was happening
3: (laughs) yeah it was a lot of fun (laughs) so (laughs) at any rate so uh, it's not a joke and uh we've had a few wrestling matches but uh it's gonna change (laughs) (laughs) i thought about using some krav maga on you but i go no i can't escalate it that high you know you you nick
2: you hit my knee in to like cause me to which yeah. would have been good if there wasn't. A,
1: anything there
2: yeah, yeah. there was a, there was a counter right in front of it so the counter blocked it and totally deflected your your attempt to get me to it was a weak.
3: well you see the thing is, i could do a hair pull and a chin twist knock you down but i'm not gonna you know we're not gonna get into a full-on brawl so it's like uh, it's got to be with more finesse it's got to be a lot of more finesse here so are you saying you have to actually out slick me mr slick well i'm gonna i'm gonna out you guys for sure
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> All right, so let's yeah. see what, what the rest of these guys say because I think there's some at the end you may enjoy.
3: I, I know that, and we love
0: Andrew. We're really did you just hear that they love me jabbing at, at him with me? some with some good bit. clean fun. <laughs> he knows that we're just teasing and, and messing with him there. But um, theology driven yeah, I agree with Andrew. At some point, we're going to hear you know <laughs> during that show,
1: and I don't have fancy special effects, Andrew. So I had to make those up. So
2: okay, the special effects that he wants is something that sounds like this. That's the effects he wants. Come on, Chris. Uh, okay, so
1: for our listeners who are now completely clueless as to what we're talking about, <laughs> Andrew Rappaport, head of Striving for Eternity Ministries, uh, puts on the the various, uh, I think it's now Equip, like Equip Ohio, Equip New Jersey, and they're finally making their way back to California uh, for uh, with that same kind of conference to put on training For evangelism, get people out there sharing the gospel, fantastic ministry. Also uh, dedicated to equipping people with systematic understanding of of theology, hermeneutics, etc. So if you look up Striving for Eternity on the internet, you'll find a great deal of resources there. And you'll find Andrew Rappaport's uh, podcast of his own called The Rapp Report. That's R-A-P-P Report. And you can find that on iTunes he does a, t- a daily 2-minute podcast and then a weekly 1-hour program and i and matt has never listened to one of them just for the record i don't
2: think
3: i didn't even know you were doing it
2: <laughs> <laughs> i there, you know i used to record them as videos and i think i tried to do one in your in your house in your office actually i should say and <clears throat> i think we have a video of me being slicked by you trying to record <laughs> And you just were cracking me up so much that I just kept that because it, it was hilarious. <laughs> so you could look on our YouTube channel uh, and find that. But, and that's a great one. Just, I, th- I think it's a, uh, you know, rap right gets slicked or something mm-hmm. I was, I want to say blessed to be on the show, but <laughs> Andrew, that's, that's kind of a mixed bag. What do you think? You think it's a mixed bag being, being, being on the show,
3: Matt, do you, do you feel no, blessed? not a mixed plus it makes it just, crap it's, it's just a bad all around it's just bad all yeah, the they haven't got quite quite got it right yet that's all
1: <laughs> but uh, i got to be uh his guest but uh and the other guys over at theology driven uh our, our good friends kevin uh also known as anonymous scott hunt james all those guys Fantastic uh, program every week. Yes, it's called Theology Driven because they, unlike Andrew's sound effects, they actually are in a car. They actually do nearly run over deer and people staring at statues and driving to swamps. And um, the whole time that they're doing this, they're talking about specific I- issues of theology and Highly encourage both programs, recommend you, you listen to them both. Uh, they're certainly getting a lot more downloads than you and I are, Rich. So maybe maybe we're doing this wrong. Maybe we keep redirecting people to the wrong shows. <laughs> but uh, grateful to, um, we have a constant sparring session with the folks over at, uh, at Theology Driven. So I don't know how that started. But we had, it, that feud doesn't seem to end, so we're just going to
2: keep running with it. <laughs> and I encourage that feud to continue for Voice of Reason Radio and Theology Driven. You guys should continue that feud because we enjoy watching it. Just saying. They, they uh, will talk about squirrels all the time because, Matt, you and I kind of have some ADD. We like to go on tangents, but right. you've never seen tangents like Theology Driven.
3: <laughs> well, tangents can be good. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they go on tangents. All right.
3: (laughs) And then they just walked in. My wife just walked in, let the cat in. So if I'm a little distracted, that's why, but no big deal. Go ahead.
2: Okay. So, so you and I went this week to to be on the more serious side. Actually, I guess I I should play a commercial before we get to the serious stuff. Uh, All this kidding around, you know, just we we need to stop and play a commercial and then we'll uh, get to more serious stuff.
0: Looking for strategies that will help you engage in meaningful conversations with members of the Mormon Church? Well, if so, take a look at Sharing the Good News with Mormons, a new book produced by Harvest House Publishers and edited by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson and Sean McDowell. Sharing the Good News with Mormons includes 24 helpful essays from two dozen Christian apologists, scholars, and pastors. Pick up your copy at the Utah Lighthouse Bookstore or order directly from mrm.org.
2: You can also get that at strivingfraternity.org at our store. Great. I mean, there are a number of authors here. Sean McDowell, Mark Middleberg, Matt Slick. Wait a minute. Throw this book out. Now, you, you contributed to this as well as myself, Bill McKeever, uh, Sandra Tanner, Eric Johnson. There's, there's a number of, I think, 26 authors in total that uh, contribute to this. Uh, you contributed a chapter, Matt. Yep. And spoke about it last week. Uh, was fun. Type pageant. So, uh, at the conference part. So first off, what was your chapter about in the book? Do you remember?
3: No. <laughs> Something <laughs> about the Bible. You? Something about the Bible. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was, uh, on, is the Bible reliable and inspired on the new Testament? And, uh, yeah. So I just wrote about that and modified some stuff. And, uh, did it and they spoke about it uh at the church it was a lot of fun doing that got okay to follow Sandra Tanner
2: I was oh. just going to say so how nervous were you you have spoken many many times many many places how nervous were you speaking at the at that conference
3: well to be honest I wasn't uh, I don't get nervous speaking anymore even
2: just, following Sandra Tanner
3: no I, I <laughs> no, it doesn't bother me uh Sandra Tanner I mean come on I just said to them hey look center tanner there she is i got to follow center tanner what a, you know it's great it's awesome just fed into it and, and then kept going and um so I don't, I don't get nervous speaking i don't know if you do i don't but uh i love it but no it was fun but it was you know i mean come on that's why everybody was there i see sandra yeah she uh, seriously hey i don't mind i'll ride her coattails it doesn't bother me any well it actually i mean like i think you had it started by
2: saying you know like look there's no expectation now. I mean. No, you, there's no one that has any
3: expectation after Sandra get done speaking <laughs> for you at all. So for folks, they were stuck. They had to listen to me. So that's what happened. For folks who are
2: not familiar with Sandra Tanner or don't follow Mormonism, can you describe or, or give the listeners uh, a description of who Sandra Tanner is?
3: Yeah. It's, uh, she and her husband, uh, Gerald uh, Tanner, they started the first what you want to call the real anti-Mormon outreach. Um, when they started discovering that things were wrong with Mormonism, they started, he liked t- to do the research and she liked to do the writing and printing. So they developed, uh, over years, a printing house and they published millions of pages of material, uh, to say that she's, you know, how many books they've written. It's, it's, it's 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, who knows books, pamphlets. It's just ridiculous. And UtahLighthouseMinistry.org, Utah Lighthouse Sandra Tanner, she's, she is probably the number one person uh, in the world. In fact, that book uh, right there, I highly recommend people get that book.
2: This book that I'm holding up, which, yep. and so let me give you the time. And, and I'm, for folks on, on YouTube, you can see how thick this is. Mm-hmm. This
3: is the… In fact, let's do an experiment. I'm going get
2: to get something. Okay, this is the 3,913 changes in the Book of Mormon, and there's actually more of them now than when yep. they produced this. <clears throat> and you can see how thick this is. Yep, This is the sort of stuff they produce. And now, why,
3: Matt, for Hold more, on, I'll, I'll, Watch this. I want to do an experiment here. This is what I do. But Sandra told me that what she did was she had an original Book of Mormon, and Gerald would go through the then contemporary one and they read word by word and they would mark up. And that's what that book is. Mark up the changes. Now, what I recommend people do is get that book. I have on my, my back shelf, a couple copies of it back over there and also get this. Okay. Greek new Testament dictionary. Greek new Testament. You don't have to, uh, with dictionary, you don't have to know Greek. So here's Greek. All right. I'm going to tell you, I use this, this thing. But look at the bottom. That's the apparatus. It's, a, it's called the textual apparatus. Now, what I'm going to do is just pick a random page. Okay? And I'm looking down here, and this is, this is a, the bottom part. These are all the textual areas and issues. And so what you'll see is on a certain page, you'll see a number like this. This is the verse number right here. And there's a verse number and a verse number. That means that verse has an issue. And different manuscripts have it this way and different manuscripts have it that way. So you can have 10 manuscripts, five and five. It's only one, one uh, variation because five of the manuscripts have it this way, whatever. So what I do with Mormons is I say, hey, hey, let's, let's do this. I explain what this is. You don't have to know Greek. I'll say, say stop. They say stop. And I do this. And I go one, two variants. we just pick another page. Okay. One, two. Okay. Uh, One, two, three. Ooh, look at this. One, two, three, four, five variants. Pick a page. Do that three or four times in the Book of Mormon.
2: Well, I don't know if folks can see, they can see all the highlights, but let me just look at one page here. We got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. The next pick, page. One, just two, pick a, three,
3: just three, pick a four, random, just fan through it. 9, 10. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just fan through it and stop so they can see on the screen. Fan through it. So, without even knowing where you're going. And you'll see. It's it's ridiculous.
2: And, and yes. you can, I mean, for folks who are watching on YouTube, you can see there are dozens of variances per page. And we're just... Grabbing randomly, I mean, those, you can see, I'm just flipping, no no special, this one has a little bit fewer, but still a ton. Uh, you know, this is just randomly looking. Now, now, why this is important is the Book of Mormon, Matt, was developed after the printing press, wasn't it?
3: Yes, it was, and... When Joseph Smith translated the Book of Mormon, he did it with a seer stone in a hat, and Oliver Cowdery would record one letter at a time. So the English is inspired. That's the right. English is inspired of God. Oh, then why do they keep changing it?
2: You know, it's very interesting. Uh, Mormonism Research Ministries, uh, Bill McKeever, Eric Johnson, have a podcast that they yeah, that they excellent. play um, and this, what they've been doing um, this week, or I think it was this week, but it's called Viewpoint on Mormonism. Great podcast to, to listen to. They were dealing with the translation because the Mormonism is translating the Book of Mormon to other languages. And they were saying, well, gee, why don't they use that seer stone that you just referred to? I mean, if it was good enough for Joseph and the president of the church, supposedly, has the power the authority to translate why doesn't he stick his head into a hat with the seer stone inside and do the translation perfectly
3: why don't why do you think they don't do that matt uh because they'll be busted (laughs) actually they have the seer stone The, the rumor the evidence they have released photos they say they have the seer stone Okay, they got a prophet, they had the seer stone, all they need now is a hat. Put their head (laughs) in a hat, put a top hat kind of a thing, make sure that they're in darkness, and then try and translate, uh, you know, get some more revelations from God. No, I guess it only works if you have the golden plates. You have to have the golden plates. But the book of Abraham papyri, so I guess the translation method isn't going to work anymore because you have to have more scriptures.
2: Yeah. Well, they should be able to translate, though, the scriptures that they have, you would think. Into other into languages. different languages yeah and and so you 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 'd think that that would be possible
3: but, Yeah.
2: oh boy but the, you oh, know, sorry look, about that you know i 've been to the Museum of the mm-hmm. Bible mm-hmm. and i 've seen old you know they 've had manuscripts that they have out for people to see i 've gotten to see uh, when I was in Israel the Dead Sea Scrolls now. In in Christianity, we like to put the evidence out there for people to see. You took me in Utah, in Temple Square through a museum. The one thing I didn't notice was I saw a picture of the seer stone and things like that. Where where do you think the originals are?
3: Well, I got some interesting theories about that stuff. (laughs) But uh, the original seer stone, there's a vault in the prophet's office. And um, I tell you what. I'll tell you a story. This is third hand. So you can do with it you, what you want. When Bill McKeever and I both lived in Southern California, we drove up to, uh, <clears throat> uh, to uh, Utah before he moved up there. We met a guy and uh, he was talking to us. So this guy told us his friend this is what his friend told it happened. His friend left Mormonism and he was a secretary of some sort uh, to the prophet. <clears throat> and this secretary, was an expert on the Solomon Spaulding Manuscript. So in this vault that they have, they have all kinds of artifacts and they have, um, the seer stone. They've got, they get various documents from old time and various writings and handwritings from Joseph Smith and others, as well as what's called the Solomon Spaulding Manuscript where uh, it looks like a, I think it was a Presbyterian minister was writing a novel. He passed away, and it looks like Joseph Smith took that novel and then incorporated it into the Book of Mormon because witnesses said that what uh, is in the Book of Mormon is what Solomon Spaulding had been writing. And at any rate, so <clears throat> this guy, the secretary to the prophet, was an expert on uh, on this topic as one of his hobbies, and the prophet was in using the restroom. And the the secretary went into the room and on the desk was, I think the book of Nephi, one of the book of Nephi written in Solomon Spaulding's manuscript, handwriting upside down. He could read it upside down, recognize Solomon Spaulding's handwriting and recognized uh, the Nephi stuff. It was right there from Nephi. And instantly he knew Mormonism was false. The prophet came back into the room, closed this, uh, this file and said, you will say nothing about this. And the man went straight out down the elevator and left and was gone, disappeared hmm. and uh, left Mormonism. Now, third hand, we can do with it, but I, you know, it's apocryphal, so to speak anecdotal. I believe something like that is true though.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things you and I did a lot of evangelism this week, Yeah. And you know, you, you got to speak to a lot of Mormons. Yeah definitely more than me this week. I, I did some open air evangelism, but you know, I, I want to tell one account. And I think I shared a little bit with, uh, with this, with you, but I posted when I was on come, getting on a flight, I said, I'm going to Utah to evangelize Mormons. And I had a woman who contacted or responded saying, why would you want to evangelize Mormons? Mm-hmm. They're Christian and i said no they have a false christ a false church a false god they're they're not christian and she took offense to at contacted me privately we we're going back and forth and we had been going back and forth literally almost all day every day that i was out in utah and i really? directed her to mrm.org which is mormonism research ministry right. eric and, and bill's ministry right uh, I said, just just read some things here so you can see. This was the email I got back on Thursday. So we were, I got out there Tuesday. I flew out uh, Monday, so that's when this really started. Here's what she said by Thursday. Uh, I just went to the, on, that, on, a web, on the website. I did not know they believe God and Mary had intercourse to create baby Jesus. I think I need to research Mormonism now. They, they even think we become gods. That's crazy. Now I am where the crazy idea that Satan and Jesus are brothers. The Bible don't teach this. I never went to any of the temples because I was not a full tithe payer. So I was not worthy enough. I found a video on, on a Mormon temple inside. Um, this is insane. I am leaving. Uh, I am leaving this insane church. They don't tell you this when you join. I just looked up Jesus Brothers in the Bible, and Satan is not mentioned in it. Um, give her. me that she wanted a site that I had given her on how to leave the Mormon church. And the real blessing is I was able to get her on the phone with Eric Johnson and Bill McKeever, and they shared the gospel with her. Explained, she at that point she was convinced she had to get out of the Mormon Church, and but she wasn't a believer yet, and Eric was sharing the gospel with her, and then I got this at two 5, two seventeen on Saturday morning. It says it's 1.15 a.m. a.m. in the morning. I could not sleep. I gave my heart and life to the real Jesus. Thank you so much. Andrew, I feel amazing and so blessed to have found the real Jesus.
3: Amen.
2: And, you know, there's a lot in her original thing that you, you, and I'd like for you and I to go through a little bit because some people may not be familiar with Mormonism. What does it mean to be temple-worthy, and why is the temple so important? That's why we went out there. There was a temple, and, and I should mention, uh, we're not describing so much of the details of what goes on at, M- at Manti. I want to tell you this, and there's a reason I I don't want to get into that, because I'm going to link a Patreon video that goes to Matt Slick, and I want you to do two things. Watch the video. Well, first, actually, before you can watch the video, you have to donate, okay? So donate and support Matt. And then you can see a video, because in the video, Matt goes through and shows you exactly where we are, shows you how the, the Latter-day Saint Church tried to shut us down, stop us. It is kind of funny. They put up signs. Matt will show the signs where it says, no evangelism. And meanwhile, over the loudspeakers, you hear them keep saying, if you have any questions, please ask any of the people, you know, any of the actors in the pro- – I'm like, wait a minute, if we ask questions – and we disagree and we start explaining what we believe. Aren't we violating the
3: law now? <laughs> they even bought the stinking public street. So we couldn't go on a certain area. Jeez. I mean, a church bought
2: a public street <laughs> to prevent us from evangelizing them. And, and so I want, I will have the link in the show notes of the Patreon video. So you can see that and get all of that uh, detail. Because Matt's going to show you videos exactly where we're at, and and you'll see all that. Uh, but Matt, what does it mean in Mormonism to be temple-worthy?
3: In order to go to the temple, you get certain tokens, certain uh, privileges. You have to pay full 10% tithe of your income to the church. And the past basic moral test uh, that you, before the bishop, which is like a pastor, Uh, of their particular church, their ward, their uh, chapel. And uh, then you get what's called a temple recommend. And uh, you have to be in good standing with the church, full 10% tithe of your income, they check it. And then with that, you you are allowed to go to the temple. In the temple, uh, you can go on the web. I recommend people do this. Go on the web and look up Mormon temple ceremony. Uh, It's interesting. And pay attention to who does most of the teaching, God or Satan and it's definitely Satan. And what they do in there is learn handshakes, tokens. They're called four handshakes. And um they have their underwear and uh has wait, wait, wait. Some their
2: underwear on. some people yeah. may not know
3: about that. Yeah, temple garments. Uh I call them funny undies. But uh <laughs>
2: they're supposed to protect them from all harm and stuff, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. There's all, you know, kinds of anecdotal stories about a Mormon missionary. You, you didn't get burned when he was in a car accident or, you know, just things like that. And they say, see, it's the garments. Um, so the whole idea is to go to the temple and if you're temple worthy, and then you keep celestial law, you have the potential of becoming a God or goddess of your own planet, um, later on. And in Mormonism, you know, it teaches many, many gods. It teaches that uh, God is an exalted man from another planet. He's about six feet tall. He has a body of flesh and bones. His wife has a body of flesh and bones. They have sex in heaven, make spirit babies. The first one born uh, was Jesus, and we were all born in the preexistence to God and God and his goddess wife, and then we uh, inhabit human bodies. And if you're really, uh, <clears throat> if you're really doing well. You uh, get to become a potential god. Uh, well, hold on, a second. It was an important message on doing some. So,
2: so, and and what you end up seeing with it is also in their temple, which we might think of a temple in the Old Testament, where you have sacrifices right. for the atonement of sin. Theirs is all for marriage, for baptisms, for the dead, so they can yeah. get a second chance of salvation. It's all about living with your family for eternity. Very different right. temple.
3: Absolutely. And uh, in the biblical temple, the uh, 12 uh, oxen in the basin was outside the temple. Theirs is on the inside. One of the questions I like asking the Mormons is real simple. They say in Matthew twenty-seven fifty-one, when Jesus was crucified, uh, God destroyed the temple veil. Now, technically, there's two veils. One, when you enter the temple, there's that veil but that's not the one we're talking about that was destroyed by God. That was called the second veil, which is separated between the Holy of Holies and the Holy place. And that's the veil that was destroyed. And Josephus, uh, a Roman historian talks about that, but nevertheless, so that veil that separates God um, from the presence of man is the one that was destroyed. All right. So in Mormonism, they go to the temple, they have a veil, and then there's these slits in the veil and they shake hands with an actor, someone who's playing God on the other side in these secret handshakes. And the reason is because uh, when they get to heaven, each time I say this, I just got to stop. It's like, I can't believe this. It's just, I'm not making this up. They're to shake hands with God. And they know God knows they've had the special tokens given to them in the Mormon temple ceremony. And, uh, this is part of the a process of becoming a God of your own planet. And, uh, this veil that they have is very, very thin. Okay. So what I'll say, I'll ask him, I'll say, when Jesus was crucified, God destroyed the veil. And they go, yeah. And I said, why do the Mormons put back into the temple what God destroyed? Can you answer that please? And they don't have a, an answer.
2: In fact, you asked uh, three people when we were at Temple Square and the look on their face was just like horror and run.
3: (laughs) Yeah, they don't they don't know what to do with that. You know, um, why does why do you put back what God himself got rid of? And I expand on it with some Mormons. I'll say, look, the veil was useful for those who are under the law. Who were not redeemed by the blood of Christ, because the sacrifice uh, sacrifice of Christ redeemed people. And so the veil was necessary before the redemptive work of Christ. And so what you have is you are back under that law, going through the same thing that this that the veil represents. And they'll say, Well, we don't have the sacrifices because Jesus is sacrificed. I got you. But you still have the veil because of Jesus' sacrifice, and the veil is destroyed by God, then you don't need the veil at all. So why do you have it back and uh they don 't like that question
2: no, they don't and and they you know we were doing a lot of different ways of evangelizing out there you You actually did something within their own a very tactical way when you were within their own uh museum. you were talking with Cameron and you were sharing some things about Mormonism with the gentleman who is overhearing you.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were in the Mormon Museum, uh, second floor, and uh, I was talking to Cameron, that's right, and, and I said to Cameron, and I noticed as I turned my head to Cameron, there was a guy three feet away from him. And I just talked to Cameron normally, and I said, yeah, that's Joseph Smith. I forgot what the, what the thing was. I said, um, the context, I said, yeah, he married uh, well over, tw- oh, Cameron asked me how many wives that he had. I said, well over 20. Some say it will over. Th- uh, some say thirty-four to six, but hit at least twenty-six, I believe. And some of the women were married to other men at the same time. And that's when I saw this guy's head turn, and his body froze, and I knew that he would, had heard me. And so I just kept talking to uh, to Cameron about it. I says, "Yeah, not many Mormons know that, but he actually did that. He would say that God told him." as the prophet that they needed to be sealed for later on and a sealing meant that they <laughs>
2: <laughs> well and the interesting thing with it is these were women who were married to men who were still alive and they were still yep. married <clears throat> now in mormonism yep. i think that creates a, a huge problem because if if they're yep. supposed to be married for eternity sealed for eternity and they're married to a gentleman and now all of a sudden they're married to Joseph Smith at the same time. So whose wife is she in the next life? I think that was a question that came up differently from some Pharisees to Jesus.
3: Yeah, that's that's a bit of a
2: problem. Yeah, I think Jesus' response was, there is no marriage in the next life. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. So, yeah. All right, so if, if, you, if let me play a commercial. If folks want to get more information on Mormonism and other religions, here's a book that you can get.
0: Ding-dong, Jehovah's Witnesses.
1: Ding-dong, Mormons. Christian, are you ready to defend the faith when false religions ring your doorbell? Do you know what your Muslim and Jewish friends believe? You will if you get Andrew Rappaport's book, What Do They Believe?, When we witness to people, we need to present the truth. But it is very wise to know what they believe. And you will get Andrew Rappaport's book at whatdothybelieve.com.
2: And that'll be a good resource if you're saying, hey, I don't understand all the things that Matt is talking about on Mormonism. That would be a good book for you to get and get started to learn about Mormonism. Uh, You should also go to carm.org, go to the Mormonism section, tons of material there and i think matt would agree as much material as he has and which is far more than you're going to see at striving fraternity well if you go to mrm.org you're going to see more than matt has oh yeah <laughs> those guys probably other than the tanners uh mormonism research ministry probably have more information on mormonism than any anyone else i know including maybe the mormon church <laughs>
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I've got a lot, but uh, yeah, MRM—that's uh, the main Mormon site. It's incredible.
2: I, I think they've forgotten more about Mormonism than most people know. Yeah, I mean, like their prophets. I'm speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so listen. Uh, I, I want to play a game, Matt, with you, uh, and and you know, you know, because you've been to some of our conferences. So all the pressure's off you on this game. No pressure on you, all on me, so you'll like that. Uh, But you know that we play a spiritual transition game and where we try to transition from the natural to the spiritual. And before we play the game, and before Matt gives me something, and he's probably going to give me something difficult, I know him, but, you know, there's a podcast called Theology Gals. Now, Matt, you would like them because they're Presbyterians, so they agree. Good, they
3: with you. Be, that's biblical.
2: They agree with you on the wrong mode of baptism and things like that, you know, and and you know dunking those children. Okay, sprinkling. I mean, you don't dunk. <laughs> but they mentioned this game and they gave a shot at it. I, I want to listen to how they did, and, and and we'll see. Maybe we shouldn't critique it, but let's see.
4: It's funny you're talking about some people are better at it than others. Um, It made me think of, uh, you know, I listened to your episode with Andrew Rappaport a few weeks ago, and um, I loved that he had a game where you could bring up any subject and he's supposed to be able to bring it back to the gospel and share the gospel. And uh, that was a really uh, cool little game there, Um, you know, just for practice if you want to sort of build your chops and being able to just drop the gospel on somebody but that's not everybody's style, you, right. you know, and, you know, we have now said it several times now, but, you know, moms at home where who you're encountering day by day is your kids, you can work it into what's, what's going on in your life, um, and so that's a cool little skill to develop, but you don't have to awkwardly force it into every single conversation that you have with a stranger, so... Right, right. You're you're at the grocery store, and you you're <laughs> in the you're checkout standing, line. You're in the checkout line, and you pull out the um, National Enquirer and say, <laughs> "Now this is an example of total depravity." <laughs> and then you go from there. Right. Yes, um, yes. Oh, I see that you're buying bread there. Yes. Did you know Jesus is the bread of life? <laughs> right. There you go. Right. There you go. Boy, we could really, we could actually literally make that into a game right there. Uh Somebody call John Chris. I feel like we're... uh, I I was just thinking that. (laughs) I I feel like we're going to give him a run for his money here.
2: Okay, so we're going to see whether I do the transitions the same way they just depicted it. But uh, let's start the the show music, Matt, and I'll give you time to think of something to give me that I'm going to have to transition from the natural world to spiritual, from whatever you give me as a topic, I have to transition to the gospel
0: somehow. It's time like Spiritual transition game. And I am
2: nervous having you be the one to give me something. <laughs> You're probably going to use some big word that I don't even understand the meaning of it because you like big words. It
3: happens all the time. <laughs> okay uh avogadro's number say what avogadro's number 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd go ahead what what is that (laughs) it's a mole it's a unit of atoms okay never mind that won't work uh let's see um (laughs) angstrom You like big words. What, what is You're the, the one who set me you like up? Big words. <laughs> yeah, angstrom—the distance between an electron and a nucleus. Let's see. How about uh, okay? Gyroscope. You know what a gyroscope is. Go ahead.
2: Well, the gyroscope. Actually, I think you were with me when I was on the boardwalk that time with the uh, with the the Segway. Right. <clears throat> were, were you with you me that time? Into something from here? Yeah. Well, I was hoping to, but. <laughs> but because that's based off the gyroscope concept, isn't it? Isn't that, that's based off a gyroscope. But, uh, you know, so trying to think of a... (laughs) My pressure's on, man. I knew that. Yeah, and see, you know, we don't edit this part out. So this is where I (laughs) stumble. Because I
3: knew Matt would give me,
2: this look, one was one person I feared more than
3: anyone else. Gyroscope, okay, look, like what I would say, if someone's with a gyroscope, I'd go, hey, you know, that thing, it, it, the physics in that is awesome, because the only way we can account for the physics that makes it work is by presupposing that God exists. Let me talk to you about why the gyroscope works and the laws of physics.
0: All
2: right, so let me get my my gyroscope out that I actually happen to have here, a small little gyroscope. Um, but yes, the, the, physics of it is kind of neat because what it'll actually do, especially if you have one of these small ones, like I have, where you can, you spin it in your hand and once it starts, although that
3: really failed completely, it didn't spin at all. <laughs> but it, it, well, that's a wrist one. You supposed to just get it going and then, you know.
2: Yeah. Then, then it will, it will actually continue moving on its own. And it's one of the nice things about. Uh, the the segways is they they you have the same concept works. There's not really a motor to it. Uh, so here now if it, I have it going and you can probably hear it. And as long as I keep spinning this, it will continue to go. Uh, in fact, if if there was some device, some electronic device that would keep it spinning, it would it would literally spin forever. Um, which is how the Segways work. They're the, they have an electronic device that keeps it spinning and keeps it moving. And the reality is, is we think of everything as having entropy, as having that it's breaking down, that it's falling <coughs> apart. And the reason that we have entropy and we have things like that where we don't expect things to continue forever as they are is because of something that happened many, many, many years ago when two people decided to violate, well, more specifically, one person decided to violate God's law and bring sin into the world. And when Adam and Eve chose to violate God's law, sin entered the world. Because of that, the curse of sin entered all of mankind through Adam. And that is why every one of us are born with a sin nature. And we need a means of escape of that. We are under God's judgment. And Jesus Christ is that means escape. God himself who came to earth, died on a cross as a payment of sin that we could be set free. So that's my pathetic attempt.
0: <laughs> at
2: transition you know, if I saw, saw
3: someone with a gyroscope, I would just say, cool gyroscope, dude. That'd be it. <laughs> yeah, you'd be
2: like, cool gyroscope, believe in Jesus.
3: <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, you know, look, gyroscope. Hey, you got any questions about the Lord? Um, And we can talk, you know, I'm right. I just go to it.
2: You go to it. You know, there there is one way whenever I'm kind of stuck in a conversation that I've already gotten into the spiritual, like if I'm out on the streets, I'm evangelizing and we've already started discussing spiritual things. One way I can always get back, no matter where anyone goes, is this one question. And I, I remembered it. I used it once. And ever since then, I've remembered it is this question. They go blabbering on as one guy did about, you know pagan Celtic gods and how the Irish were really the ancestors of of all of humanity. And and he's going on for 20 minutes, and I just looked at him and said, that's great. How does all that help you on Judgment Day?
3: Yeah. And
2: right there, it gets you right back to the key point, right? yeah It's about Judgment Day.
3: You're hosed, buddy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I still think I did better than theology gals. I'm just saying, I, I think I did better than that. Oh, I see you got bread. I, I'm just saying, but they may... They may call me out on it, so so Matt let, before we end, we should get your uh, your uh, blood boiling, shall we say, so Benny Hinn is coming to my state, and uh, our friend our mutual friend Justin Peters said, "Hey, Benny Hinn's coming to your town, you should go, and I will be in Texas this weekend and not or actually by the time this drops, i'll have be coming back from Texas." And uh, so I got a bunch of the New York team together to go to the Benny Hinn thing. And someone sent this out. It says, quote, Benny Hinn regularly has people fall over violently. Sometimes he does it as if by magic, waving his coat or his hand at them. Other times he pushes them backwards with considerable force. The fact that an elderly woman was once fatally injured in the process hasn't stopped him from making this a regular feature at his miracle crusades. What do you think of that, Matt?
3: I feel sorry for that guy in the Day of Judgment. No I mean, doubt. He is gonna be in so much trouble. He's such an incredible charlatan. And uh it just you know what a shame. I, I yeah Yeah, when I get done with my annihilationism research and a couple of things I've got to take care of, I'm going to be starting on the new apostolic reformational and cross-pollinate that with the word of faith uh, teachers and preachers and exposing uh, flaming heretics like him. Yeah, he's a flaming heretic. Yeah, I mean,
2: you you said it right. I mean, I do feel bad for him on Judgment Day because when he stands before God, he's going to have to give an account for... All these things that he has said, these people he's led astray—it's yeah. uh, it, going to be bad for him unless he repents. You know, and that's the beautiful <clears throat> thing about Christ. It, it, even if a Benny Hinn repents, he could he could be forgiven of sin. You yeah. know, <clears throat> I'm, I think you you probably aware of this, but you know Benny Hinn's nephew, Costi Hinn, has. Become a believer in Christ, he used to work with his uncle Benny and travel with him and deceive people and He repented and believed on lord Jesus christ Amen. and he 's now a believer uh, he 's got a new book out i i don 't remember the title of it I think it 's December just look, search for costy Hinn. it 's his only book I think uh, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I feel bad for him,
3: <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of deceivers and uh, charlatans out there. And the cure is to know your doctrine and stick with uh, good biblical theology, which we need to uh, study. But too many Christians don't want to study it.
2: And where's a good place to go for people to learn theology, apologetics, what other world religions believe? What would be a good place for them to go, Matt?
3: You could go to uh, (laughs) strivingforeternity.com.
2: Oh, wow. I set this up on a (laughs) T. Okay, I'll give the other site you should go to. (laughs) Christian Apologetics Research Ministry at CARM.org. What were you originally going to call that ministry, by the way?
3: Yeah, we were talking about uh, Christian Research Apologetic People. (laughs) We figured the acronym wasn't going to (laughs) work. And um, then there was, was a Christian Research Apologetic Ministry which would be cram. And we figured that wasn't going to work. So we came out, you know, I came up with some other things. Uh, you know, I was thinking like, uh, direct, was it something came up with doofus? And anyway, we, <laughs> I, I, I decided to go with carm. I, I, I didn't think anything was going to happen. I, I only picked carm. I didn't know what to call. And I just needed something one day. Like, eh, I'll figure something out. I'll just call it this. That's all. That's all it was. And
2: you figured Karm wasn't taken. So it was up for grabs.
3: Yeah, it wasn't any big deal um, because I didn't think anything was of, of it. I didn't think anything of CARM. I just, uh, Christian apologetics and I'll do research. Uh, I'll call it CARM. Okay. And I told my wife about it. She goes, yeah, it sounds okay. I didn't know. And, um,
2: and now it's that, about 22 years later.
3: Yeah. 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 22 years later, we've got five full-time employees and, um wish I had a better name for it, but, you know, that's all right. It's what it is. And um, praise God, that's what it is. You know? Yeah, so, and, you know,
2: so, so Matt, what's going on at CARM? For folks who, <clears throat> there may be, I don't know who, there may be someone who's done searching on the internet for apologetic-type material and not found CARM. I don't know who that person is because, like, every pastor I know says when they were in seminary, CARM was where they were getting all their information from. <laughs> So yeah, you pretty you you as a non seminary professor have trained more seminary grads than probably any <laughs> professor. A
3: lot of them, yeah. In that sense, yeah. Um, so anyway, we're hoping to rebuild the site. We had a server crash two years ago, and um, we were at ninety thousand page views a day. Now we're way below that. Our finances are hurting. Security issues. The site's been hacked. We just got word today, as a matter of fact, that. Um, I got some more hacking problems. And while we were talking, one of our guys that you and I both know asked for some security information so he could work on it. I'm assuming that's what it is tonight. Um, But the site's under heavy attack. The ministry's under attack. Uh, My life is under attack. My wife has gone through open-heart surgery. We've had so many things happen to us recently. And that's just part and parcel for what it means to um, serve God. Not that Others who don't serve God don't have problems as well like that. But um, we have to deal with p- hackers putting porn links in our site, uh, DDoS attacks, denial of service attacks that are supposed to just wipe the site out, um, security uh, hacks, um, email hacks. You know, it, it just you know, it's just what it is.
2: And and with all seriousness, I mean, you and I love to joke around with one another, but <clears throat> you know, you have really gone through a lot in the last year. You, you know, you, you mentioned your wife's health, very serious health condition, uh, folks, I encourage you to be praying for, for Matt's wife and for Matt, um, major, major issues they, they have. And, you know, one of the things I appreciate is in all that all time I've known you in all of the struggles of life and ministry, um, you, you have times where, as with any of us, we, we'd have down times. We, we'd have times that we, we we feel that pressure. But I've never seen you ever come even close to saying, I give up. In fact, one of the things I've seen about you, Matt, is the more trials and that come your way, the more struggles that come your way, the more, uh, as, as when you and I used to do that, the google hangout program where we would have people calling in or or coming in and you know trying to challenge and they would do things like kicking everyone out of the program uh because they found flaws and they thought it would get you upset and all it did was get you more fired up to serve god to proclaim the truth yep and you know, that's a side I don't know many people know about you. I mean, they know you as the very serious, the radio show host. If folks don't listen to uh, Matt Slick Live, it's it, it's a on some local radio stations. It is also a podcast that you can listen to. So you can listen to Matt Slick Live. People know you from the research you do at karm.org. Uh, maybe some people got to hear when you and I get together some of the lighthearted side of you, the side that those of us who, you know, personally get to see. But not as many people get to see when you're struggling and, and you're being attacked, how you just, you have a way of just digging in deeper and saying, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on serving God. And there's many of us who see that as an example to follow, myself included. And uh, so I, I thank you for that. I'm sure others, could, if they could, would thank you for that as well. Because it, it, is, it is something that for many of us, we would just want to quit. Um, I always remember when I was, you know, may getting more personal than we should on a podcast, right? But many years ago, uh, Striving for Training was coming under attack by some people who were trying to build their own ministry and, and build it off, you know, basically build it off our name by attacking us and, and saying false things about us. And I remember coming to you and, and you gave me advice that I've held to this day, which is you said, Andrew, don't worry about what they say. Just keep producing good content and people are going to come and want to learn. And that's really been the thing. Yeah. It, all those, all the nonsense and drama that happens within Christianity, it, it's like push push it out and focus on what we have to, you know, do today, trying to deliver better content, better resources, better material for Christians to learn and defend the faith and share the gospel.
3: Amen. Just keep plugging. In fact, uh, I got people try to hijack my radio show and force me into a debate with a Catholic guy, which I'm going to debate this guy later on my schedule, not theirs. And it makes me mad when people try and force and push and promote heresies. It makes me want to really study all the more. I don't know. Just what it is. God put it in me. So uh, just use all that for God's glory, not my own.
2: So Matt, before we sign off, anything you want to share about, uh, CARM, uh, you know, you, there's yeah a lot, you got the Matt look live, you have the schools, the, the CARM schools, obviously the CARM website working on CARM Africa, working on a brand new website. Yeah. So a lot going on, but is there anything we haven't mentioned that's going on at CARM?
3: Uh, no, I'm doing annihilationism, extensive research on that. And I got, uh, I've got to finish my second novel, and um, I've got a, a novella. I've got a release uh, called Atheistica, which oh, that's I just, right. I forgot about that a bit because my wife's heart surgery put everything on hold. But um, I got I've got that to read. Have you read that? Did I sent it to you to read.
2: No, I don't think I don't think I got that one. I got the uh, que- what is it? I'm trying to remember the title. The short little book on on questions for questioning atheism or.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Um I forget. Yeah, I got all, all kind of stuff and do it. So anyway, I got more to do. And then there's the Patreon thing trying to uh raise support that way. Um but yeah, we're working, you know, we're just trying different things. So in other
2: words, if people wanted to learn about what we did at Manti, when they give that support, these are some of the things they're 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 helping you <clears throat> so you could do things yeah. like these books and and all this stuff. You, you have a novel called The Influence,
3: yeah,
2: uh, which is a uh, is really a theological novel. It's teaching right. it's it's teaching evangelism. It's teaching about angels and demons and different things like that.
3: And doctrine
2: in a compelling storyline. Uh, yeah,
3: people like it. I'm actually kind of yeah. surprised. You know, it's uh, done very well. In fact. Um, <clears throat> I haven't even looked at the reviews recently on Amazon, but well over three hundred fifty or something like that, a four point seven out of five. So uh
2: I you know, hate to admit that I like it. You, know? you read it, huh? Yeah, I hate I hate to admit it, but I, I you know.
3: <laughs> I well, have it's you know, it's there and uh, people want to check it out. They can. They go to Amazon, look up the influence uh, by Matt Slick. I'm working on the second one. People are asking me to, to hurry up and finish it. In fact, when we were, you didn't know this, but when we were um, driving back on Saturday from uh, Utah, we got talking about that. And somebody asked about this. One of the guys, two of the guys in the car had read it. And they go, where's your second one? And I got talking. So I read them a single page chapter from uh, the second novel. And they go, whoa, they liked it. So it was fun to do that. Anyway.
2: Yeah, and, you know, there's there's a lot you got going on uh, with the ministry, and we want to see some of those books completed. Um, and there's a lot planned for the future of CARM with yeah. all you got going on. So, folks, go to carm.org. Listen to Mastic Live. Uh, if you can go to the Patreon, you'll get to see more of what was going on at Manti. want to close out with some of the reviews since we're, again, to enter into the Preacher's Bible giveaway. We want you to write re- reviews on iTunes. By the way, that does not help us get in the charts at iTunes. I know so many podcasters say that. They say, oh, give, re- give us a review because it gets us higher ranked. It does nothing for the rankings. But it makes us feel good to know... <laughs> what you think uh, well sometimes it does if matt writes a review i'm going to be in trouble but uh, <laughs> so uh, i don't even i can't pronounce the handle but fortunately this person gave it the name amazing ministry five stars striving fraternity has literally been the anchor for my family and i for the past several years wonderful and engaging speaking that brings you god's word with no filter everyone will definitely learn much and that's from Mitch. Uh, give you one more. Let's see, we'll grab a short one. Um, this is from Kappa512, refreshing. And they say, I love the humor, the flow of the show. Most importantly, the emphasis on proper interpretation and importance of the issues today and addressing the culture with the gospel. Thanks. Keep it going. So, folks, whether you want to give us five stars or not, give us a review on iTunes or email us at info at That'll help us to know uh, what you think of the show, where things you may see that we need to improve, like, hey, never have that guy slick on again, you know. Uh, things like Probably that. And, uh, I, I, before I close out, I want to give one other reference to the woman, Sonia, that I referenced earlier. You know, on Sunday, Matt, we told you she had believed in the real Jesus by Sunday right. at 120 in the afternoon. I got this as a message. She said, Andrew, you were sent to me by God. I am still rejoicing to find that Mormonism is false. I am so blessed to be a child of God now. I know, since I know the real Jesus, I am going to heaven now, and that's important because that was one of the questions Eric asked her. Do you do you know where you'd spend eternity if you had died? Then and she she couldn't really answer that, so she says, "Thank thanks to God's mercy and grace, Amen. Andrew. You are a true vessel of God." And really, what it was was just trying to answer questions, folks. That's what. Matt tries to do all the time on his radio show, what I try to do. Um, and so, folks, if let me just let you know some places that I'm going to be. And then I'm not sure, Matt, your, your schedule, but uh, July 11th, uh, actually July 12th to the 15th, I'm going to be out in Los Angeles, California, working with Living Waters um, on their Ambassadors Academy. I'll be leading a team of evangelists out on the streets out there. And I know, Matt, you're familiar with Living Waters. Actually, that's where you and I first met. Yeah. was living waters when you were on his show the, the comfort zone yep i didn't know you well enough to mock you back then um
3: <laughs> that changed pretty quickly
2: yeah uh the first week of august i will be actually i should i should back up uh the july 20th and 21st i should mention that one equip dot uh matt you've spoken at our uh, conferences when they used to be called Jersey Fire, but mm-hmm. this is, we've changed the name ever since the Strange Fire Conference. Everyone thinks they're charismatic conferences, so we've changed the name to what we really do there. We equip people. So equipjersey.org, we're going to be training people up and then going out onto the boardwalk and sharing the gospel. August, the first week of August, August uh, 2nd to the 5th, I'm going to be in New York City with the Repent and Witness Evangelism Camp. If you want to get some heavy, this is like, boot training boot camp for evangelism you go in new york city uh, matt has been with me to union square anything can happen there uh so that's some of the events coming up matt where are you going to be you have any events up? i know you've kind of canceled most of your stuff um because of your wife's health but do you have any debates or anything coming up nothing nothing
3: and i'm loving it <laughs>
2: I, I think maybe what we could do, we should try to do is when you get done with your stuff on annihilationism, I, I think we should try to set up a, a debate with you and, and Chris date and see if he'll, if he'll take that.
3: Yeah. We'll see what happens.
2: I, I think he's going to, I think he he may not want to debate anyone after, he get, after George Alvarado gets done with him. I, I I'm just saying.
3: Yeah, I know George, I know what he's going to say. And, uh, I've done so much research on annihilationism. I'm, I'm so convinced that they are, are looking into the text to find what they want. Exegetical errors abound, logic errors abound. And when they find texts that don't agree with them, they really twist them. <clears throat> yeah. That's all that they can do. So That's what they do.
2: folks, thanks for listening. Encourage you to go striving for help support us as well as Carm. Um, You can go there, see the articles we have out there. Please share this podcast. If you've enjoyed it, share it with others. Share it in different places. Subscribe to it. If you're not, encourage others to do so. Uh, It will be an encouragement to us to know that we're an encouragement to you. So thanks for listening and look forward to seeing you next week.
0: This podcast is part of the Striving for Eternity ministry. For more content or to request a speaker or seminar to your church, go to strivingforeternity.org.